Perfect. Well, um, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Impactful Minds podcast, where we highlight the voices and work of Rare Beauty's first group of ambassadors. My name is Jacob Brown. I am a mental health researcher and also part of the Rare Beauty program. And today we're joined by Lauren, um, which thank you so much for coming on today. I, you've always been the most like supportive and reactive and receptive person on, like, I think, out of the ambassador core. Like, you're always reacting. And I'm like, I love it. This is the support I need. So I just can't wait to talk to you um, and just hear more about, about you and your work and your passion for it and just like your thoughts around as well. So please just introduce yourself and just give some background. Yeah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I feel like I have to be so supportive. Everybody does such amazing things. I'm like, I have to make sure they keep doing it. It's great. Um, I'm Lauren. I'm in my second year of college right now. I go to Pasadena City College, uh, which is great. Um, let's see. I came to rare beauty kind of unexpectedly actually somebody <laughs> from yeah it was kind of it's kind of interesting somebody from my old high school guidance counselor oh, wow. sent me a message one day and was like hey i know somebody who is working on this program are you interested and i was kind mm-hmm. of like i don't know what this is sure let's do it <laughs> i think wow, that's what you just, for. Yeah. yeah exactly you just jumped right into it yeah i, no, was like, I remember yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go. You're good. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear about yours too. I think it's so interesting. <laughs> I, remember, like, I got like a, I got like an email day of, um, from someone and they were like, you need to reply in the next two hours if you want to do this. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, like, oh my God, like, what is this? I was like, sure. Like, yeah, this sounds great. Like I'll, I'll definitely like submit like whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so honestly, yeah. yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And then I did not expect to get a reply that was like, Hey, you're in. And then I did. And I was like, what, what is this? Like, I had no idea. And I remember I emailed Judith again and I was like, Hey, what is this? Before I say yes, like I need to know what I'm getting myself into. Right. And even she was like, we don't know yet. I guess we're just going to see what happens. And I was like, well, okay. Like we'll just right. say yes. Which was Yeah. And I think that's like, what's wild. so exciting about being like the first yeah. group is like, it's in a way it was so unstructured, <laughs> but in a way that we could be like, be creative with it at least. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah. It was just like, so it was like a, you know, out of the blue and I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. doing all like the zoom calls and like meeting everyone and all that stuff. I think, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. So yeah. And like, honestly, was, I've never yeah. been connected with other like young people, like, you know, like yourself who like, I don't know, just to have a conversation with at the very least. Like exactly. it's just so difficult too. It so. is. And that was something that definitely surprised me. I remember I was having a conversation with one of our other friends and mm-hmm. I don't know if I can like say I don't want to like say somebody's you name say like great I, I was having a conversation with Zoe if she doesn't want that in there or whatever but <laughs> I was talking to Zoe and we were just talking about something I think we were talking about like generational trauma and stuff and you yeah. know most of us have it it's just a yeah. thing and <laughs> I was having this conversation with her and I hadn't really had a conversation with somebody my age about something like that right who really understood what I was saying besides like maybe my sister because you know it's like the we're related. Right, exactly. It's the same thing. So uh-huh. I was talking to her and I was like, oh my God, she gets it. And I just hadn't <laughs> had that before. So it was like, wow, this is great. Like, this is so yeah, cool. Same. Like, honestly, though, because like the thing is like, I think I can, it's, it's so difficult to find those things like naturally. Yeah. And sometimes when you have conversations like that, like let's say with a person you meet at school, like you kind of have to establish like a friendship exactly. with them first before you're like, let's talk about this hot topic. Like, let's go into trauma. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's something to say about like having the space to have like, I don't know, a, a genuine in-depth conversation oh, for sure. about like generational trauma, for example. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's got to get into it. But I feel like, you know, I never, I, especially like in a post-COVID Zoom social media era, mm-hmm. like to actually have a one-on-one, one-on-two conversation with people, like that's so rare. Oh my gosh, it it's is. so rare. That Look at that. I feel it. Yep. 
Yeah. That was perfect though. That was like such good timing. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, no, that was unintentional, yeah. but that was amazing. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, thank you so much. With some, I'm already excited. This has been amazing. I'm excited too. This but, is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I have a few questions um just yeah. to ask. And Let's honestly, we'll kind of just improv it to be honest. But I know that you awesome. are really passionate about the like mental health, especially in college students. Um, I really appro- appreciate when I mean, like, yeah, there's so many intersections with mental health, but I like when we kind of get back to the basics. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, like college and mental health and young people, mental health, like nowadays, please like touch on that and just tell me a little bit more sure. about this passion. Yeah. I mean, the very first thing that comes to mind is literally just the amount of stress Yeah. that call that we are kind of put under and the importance. And I do agree with putting importance on college and all of that, but then it, mm-hmm. sometimes it goes into this place where you're not sleeping, you're not eating. It's just, it right. becomes, it can become very unhealthy. And I think people don't recognize that a lot because they just kind of look at it and say, oh, you're working hard. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between working hard and kind of driving yourself crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I, I feel like most of us have, have been there. I mean, even recently I've, I've been there. I mean, I, I go to a JC and a lot of the things that come with going to a JC is the sort of mm-hmm. stigma of, oh, you go to a JC because you don't care about your education. And that's just not true, you know? And so it it becomes this whole thing of you're stressed about transferring. You're stressed about getting these Mm -hmm. perfect grades because you want to transfer somewhere that you really want to go to. And and especially recently uh, I've noticed a couple friends of mine and myself, because we're kind of going in that direction now Mm -hmm. have started to really lose ourselves in that anxiety. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's just one example of the things that we do to ourselves yeah, in college no, exactly. to feel like we're being successful or we're doing the right thing. Right. I mean, and, yeah. And again, stre- yeah, stress is just one of those things. I mean, yeah. And I feel like with like college, especially like whether or not like you go to a JC and I think the, the, these terms can really like blind us because ultimately yeah. it's just like a, it's a difficult era of life in the sense that you're what, like 18 through 21 on average. Yeah which is such like a prime time (laughs) of like development and growth. And you're being asked to like make all these big decisions about your future when honestly you're pretty like under-equipped for it. So there's just so much stress. And it like, then the things that stress does to you, like the, the anxiety it causes you, the the difficulty sleeping and, and making, I do find it interesting that you're like 18 and they're like, what's your major? Like what do you do the rest of your life? And you're like, I just got out of high school where you gave me all these rules and all of a sudden you're sticking me out here and I'm supposed to like make these crazy decisions. Like, I don't know how to do that. So I do. Yeah. That's, yeah. It gets, it's like, so like convoluted because I don't know for me, like in high school, I would like be under the structure and system and the mm-hmm. rules about and like also like I don't know taking like multiple classes a day where in college you take either like you know like you take a, it, I guess it depends on whether or not you're a quarter exactly. uh, semester system yeah. but even then it's different like right like I yeah who went from taking like seven periods in a day in high school and then they went to a quarter system college where they only take like three or five classes and then they're just like this is I feel unproductive but at yeah. the same time I feel burnt out like overworked and exactly it's almost like you think back to it and you're like how did I do seven periods right in a day yeah, I'm like, and I'm like how did I even yeah or like and then you go to like 10 extracurriculars after school like how did right. we do that right and I, I did like a sport in high school yeah exactly like it's how do how did we manage I and the thing <laughs> is I don't think just, you do right like I think when you're in high school like, it's just like this drive of let me go out and let me do all these things and yeah. then no wonder you go to college 
like away from maybe life or like just like to pursue your own life yeah. and then you were like oh wait like I don't sleep well and I'm tired and I'm exhausted not just like, because like I'm doing start? all this work <laughs> yeah you're like I've actually been doing this for like four years yeah <laughs> like, like in high school <laughs> and then now I'm here and I'm like oh wow like I'm looking at my habits and everything yeah I feel like yeah, there's exactly. so many intersections in college and mental health in, oh, in the for sure to say like stress like life stress and how that plays out, like whether that your eating habits, sleeping habits, social habits, social battery. Exactly. There's just so many intersections. Yeah, and things no. that happen in your life that have nothing to do with college, but what that yeah. does to your college experience. Mm-hmm. And then like whether or not you get the space to like live in those feelings or not. I mean, right. everything. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you've like found a way to make space for those life like those life events during college so far? I feel like I've at least tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been, that's all I've been say, lucky. Honestly. That's all we can say, right? It's like, I mean, I wish, I wish I could say that I'm like, this is the right way and this is what you should do. But I've been lucky enough, at least this semester, I had a really great teacher who's kind of her thing was um, make space for these life things. And occasionally she would give us like, I mean, you know, sometimes college classes are like four hours because you have it once yeah. a week and you're like, great. So sometimes she mm-hmm. would, only do like two hours of class and then just let us go which was really helpful but I think a lot of it for me has been like just cutting myself some slack sometimes yeah like if I'm some days I'll be like I really don't feel like doing this assignment and then I'll feel bad that I don't feel like doing it yeah and I'll have to be like okay but what else did you do today you did all these like this these 10 other papers like you need to you need to calm down so I think a lot of it is giving yourself space Mm-hmm. because I don't think we do that enough or giving yeah giving yourself yeah. a space to breathe and again I, I mean you but know that's such a true thing and I think a lot of people don't take that to heart enough like yeah I I like say these things and like it can sound like you know like the statements that you always hear but there's a reason why they're repeated exactly like it's it's a cliche for a reason kind of a thing like yes exactly we say I, I say it because it's true take up space and you're like okay yeah but, <laughs> but it's the truth like it's you yeah, know. you're like, are you actually, are you actually making space for yourself? <laughs> exactly. Like, no, and I'm like, yeah, maybe try, maybe go back yeah, to the basics. Try that. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I literally just came back. I have like a class that meets every Thursday for like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and today was the last day of our class, and she was like, let's make it very informal. And she like baked us like oh. a whole like I don't know. She just like made dessert and like got us food, I and we like sat outside. And I was like. I love her. She was a I mean, great professor. That's what I mean. You're like, sometimes you come across these teachers and you're like, you know what's up. Like, you got it. It's great. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's all, you know, like, I think there's ways that colleges can be inclusive oh, for and sure. how way colleges can create space for students. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that also comes to, down to like the college, sure, but also mm-hmm. um, the professors that are, that are teaching yeah. there and how students like are able to interact with them. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if you've been lucky with having like really good professors, but yeah. I, I think at least this semester, I've also been like, oh, wow, like my professors are actually really kind, which is different yeah. than I feel like I experienced in high school. No, that's exactly how I feel this semester, especially. I've had some really great teachers. I mean, I've definitely had like one or two in the past where I'm like, oh, that was, it wasn't like terrible, but you're like, that was interesting. But right. it's definitely, I feel like in high school, they're like, if you don't do this, you're not going to go to college. Yeah. And you're like, that's just not true so sometimes it's it's harder to find that in high school but weirdly I feel like people really try to freak you out for college and then sometimes you do really get these great teachers who do care about you and you're like oh okay so this isn't as 
terrible or daunting as people kept making it seem, I guess. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, in that, in that regard, do you think you have any advice for teachers on like, um, on how to make space for their students? Like, like you said, you had this one professor who took out, you know, took some extra time out of the day yeah. just to give you, like, let you go. But yeah. Do you have any advice for teachers who could be listening? I think maybe I, I'm going to take some, some ideas from this teacher who mm-hmm. occasionally will let us go. She sometimes will have a couple different things that she maybe planned for class mm-hmm. and she'll, sometimes she'll let us choose. Like she'll, she'll just kind of be like, how much energy do you have today? Do you want to do this? Or do you just want to do this? And in both ways, we're still learning things and we're covering the topics we need to cover. Right. Sometimes they're just less, I don't want to say crazy or structured. Sometimes they're less structured. Sometimes right, it's yeah. a little bit more about just having conversations. Mm. And she also kind of does this thing of um, this class is about group projects and how to work well with people. I, I'm a communications major. So yeah. it's a lot of that kind of thing. So it's how to work well in groups and right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she, she really encourages us to uh, get to know each other, but also to, when we come into class, say, how are you? And mean mm-hmm. it, not just wait for somebody to say, good, how are you? Because that's right. sort of the immediate response. And I mean, it's something we all do. I, I get it when you're just kind of like, let's move through this yeah. small talk a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, it, it has allowed me to make a lot of friends in this class and to be able to be like, hey, I'm not like, I'm not feeling good. I'm sick or this this kind of crazy life event happened. Um, somebody recently, I won't, you know, go into specifics mm-hmm. just out of privacy, but um, yeah. working this group project, she couldn't make it. And she was like, look, something crazy happened. I just can't do it. And we we're like, that's yeah. okay. She kind of- right. I think what's great about this teacher is she gives you the space to be honest right. and to not feel bad about maybe not being able to go to class on this day. Yeah. I think it's maybe a little bit about don't guilt trip your students sometimes because I've definitely <laughs> yeah. had teachers who do that too, where they're like, why are you here? And you're like, right. I'm actively like dying in bed. <laughs> dying. Like, exactly. It's just not going to happen. Not doing well at all. And then yeah. you're like, yeah. And they're like, but you could still make it. And you're like, no, I can't. So I think it's, <laughs> it's yeah, right. It's like partially that. And I do know that she's given extensions to people before who have had crazy things happen. Right. It's like, you can't control life sometimes. Like you get COVID, like, what are you going to do? So she's been very good about that kind of thing of recognizing when something's out of your control. Mm. And I think that's really important though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that can go both ways. I mean, like one, clearly you guys are also understanding when your group partner was saying, Hey, hey, things are going on. Um, and that, you know, I think that also takes a level of like self-awareness, but yeah. I, I have a really good friend who is like a communication double major and she was like telling me like the actual things that you guys cover in your class types of classes. And I'm like, that's like, these are like skills that you think, oh, like, oh, like, these make sense, but like you actually need to practice them. Yeah. And I think like when you have a professor that implements that type of practice and says like, let's actually check in with each other and let's actually see what we can do. Cause it makes productivity a lot easier, right? Like it you does. can check where each person's at and be like, okay, if you're not feeling well, but you're feeling fine, like we can distribute this accordingly so we can still move exactly. forward. Yeah. Like sometimes some people can so Yeah, it is. And I think people forget that. And she's been so good about um, self-disclosure. That was a big yeah. thing for her where she was like, that's just something you need to practice within your groups. So going forward this semester, people in different groups have been so good about it because she's promoted it so much in her class. So the values she promotes have really been reflecting on us and what we've been doing. And I think that's important. It's just teaching good values in your classroom. It really affects your students and how they interact (laughs) with each other. So it's, it's great. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Who would have thought? But like you said, exactly. Sometimes I feel like it's difficult. And like, you know, there's there's something to say about like giving grace to professors who yeah. maybe can't get it down perfectly. 
but especially yeah right but I think when you have teachers and professors that are able to make that space it kind of like you said helps you take those values and apply them in your own life exactly and perhaps like having a professor like this has helped you create more space for yourself yeah and honestly it does also help you kind of give that grace and space to your teacher too right (laughs) because you know things things happen to that like they're human right recognizing your teacher is human is also a very good way to start. <laughs> but I mean, that's honestly great advice too. Cause I think a lot of times, especially when I was younger, I wouldn't like view academics or professors or the people I work with as like other humans. Oh, I don't know what yeah. just happened on my screen. Anyways. <laughs> <okay>. um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think sometimes I, it was, it's easy for me to get forget like, Oh, these are actual people too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like professors are humans. And I think that's great advice hope so <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> but on on that note it's coming from maybe we were just talking about like professors mm-hmm. um what do you think colleges could do to address mental health better um I'm I'm not sure that's a very broad question whether okay. it's through mental yeah. health programs counseling etc but do you have any like ideas because I know um I think like you're saying like being on a college campus where stress and anxiety is constantly up in the air how can mm-hmm. colleges address that and how can they make space for students in that way well I do think I mean, I'm trying to think realistically, of course. I know that some colleges, and I know that mine does as well, some do offer therapy for free or for lower, you know, lower prices just to make it more right. affordable for students to get what they need. Right. I think that's a really great resources that I I would really like to see more colleges have. Mm-hmm. But I also understand logistics of that is, is kind of a different story. But sure. I do know that some people have told me they really appreciate having that access to a therapist mm-hmm. on campus. I think realistically, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, besides cost money that's a whole other thing but realistically um in our ambassador program we did the whole uh, mental health first aid training and I think that was really great and I think it would be really helpful for either maybe teachers to do that to offer Mm -hmm. it to students I mean I didn't have a very extensive background coming into this and so doing that was really really eye-opening and helpful and you know they they provide you with all the phone numbers you need they give you all these different resources and links and I think that's something worth offering to faculty and students just because absolutely it's I mean it was so quick for us to do too like it didn't take much time but it really does make a difference and Mm -hmm. I mean something my school does that I do also just think is this fun little thing that they do is uh, we're heading into these last couple weeks of school and finals week and so they'll occasionally they'll do like craft day and you can go color a picture because it's just like yeah so it's just like sometimes providing those little things too as well as maybe something like the first aid training right exactly if you have the resources to provide a therapist for less Mm. money like that's so that can do so much more than I think people really think it will because it just gives people the opportunity and the resources you know yeah. So yeah, exactly. I think yeah. maybe even people don't even realize that their colleges offer things like, like yeah. you said, like that kind of counseling or discounted That's counseling true. or free counseling. Like I honestly did not know that my college offered it until like the end of my sophomore year of college. Exactly. And so I like, I think that encouragement that you're saying is like, honestly, to even look into it, like you said, like to see what your colleges have available. Yeah. But I would love, I would love to also see like, you know, teachers and students, to be trained in mental health first aid. Yeah. Cause I, I honestly, think, yeah. even though someone who was like in mental health, like I, there was things yeah. I learned in that and I was like, Oh, like, yeah, that makes sense. You're like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think it would just also make it normal because I feel like mm-hmm. people feel so bad about having feelings sometimes. And you're like, right. oh, that's, you don't have to. I feel like if everybody mm-hmm. understood and was more accepting, it would make it easier for people to 
reach out and find those resources too. Right. We should promote them. You know, like it would be helpful to be like, hey, we have this. Right. Exactly. Because I know sometimes people, campuses don't even do that. I think it would be helpful to at least be like, here's what I have to offer you. Right. Some promotion being like, hey, here's what we have going on. Like, let's like, it's like at least. Yeah. Like accessibility. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like here's here's how to do it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I feel like there's so many things where their college is like, oh, we, but we do have resources. And then you're just kind of like, what? Like this entire time. Well, like, when did that resources. happen? Yeah. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it known. Yeah. It right. Is. Make yeah, it a exactly. little bit known. Maybe like tell us that you, what you actually have. Exactly. Teach us how to get there. Like mm-hmm. give us those. Yeah. Give us those resources. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's honestly a really good point. Um, from like a, from from like a top down approach, but also like an up uh, bottom up approach of, you know, there's resource check if there's resources. Schools yeah. need to make sure they're you know amplifying those resources. It's kind exactly. of like a mutual effort that's needed. Yeah, um, yeah. For so sure. honestly, I, I think that's really yeah. good. And even yeah. like I think there, that's true for like a workspace or even a oh, high yeah. school. I don't think that's like strictly limited to just college. Not at all. I agree fully. Yeah, being absolutely. able to yeah promote those yeah. and give that accessibility is I think yeah important in every space yeah absolutely and I love that you mentioned um that rare beauty kind of showed you and taught you like this mental health first aid training like doing that was honestly really cool especially doing that yeah. with our like cohort was like really it was special. so cool yeah it felt like a bonding experience honestly like right? it was really great right <laughs> it was yeah. Really, yeah it felt it was cool it to was do so it cool because I also I've never been like trained I've never been like yeah. professionally taught in that sense and to say like I genuinely have been professionally taught you know how to like approach mental health and these mental health conversations one I feel a bit better and better like a better mm-hmm. equipped myself when like with exactly my oh for sure like you yeah. just feel like you have the ability now and it's just it's not scary anymore I guess right like before right. I was like what would I do if somebody came up to me but now right. I'm like okay I feel like I could have this under control a little bit more <laughs> yeah exactly and at least it gives you some guidance um exactly in one way. yeah and yeah. like that being said, like, I think specific, specifically about the program, um, I know that you've said that Rare Beauty has been such a good step forward in working in mental health and like talking about mental health. How else has the program kind of helped you begin more mental health conversations or be, you know, aware of mental health period? Yeah. I mean, I think Rare Beauty has been honestly an incredible step forward for me. I mean, I kind of mentioned that I, I didn't have that much experience in the field and it was super unexpected for someone to reach out to me for this program. Right. And so I think, I think it just having the ability to start the conversation mm-hmm. is incredibly helpful, but also as we kind of just talked about, because I have the resources, mm-hmm. I realized that I was capable of, of helping people. And I think that's kind of sometimes a start. Um, and I mean, I hope that's something that we can eventually make everyone feel that they can mm-hmm. do that. Um, I didn't really think that I I could be the person to start that, but again, the resources really help. Um, But it's also allowed me to start conversations with the people that I'm directly in contact with, like friends and family. So like I've had friends who have come to me now because they know that maybe Mm -hmm. I understand things a little bit more, which has Mm -hmm. been really nice because then I feel like I can give them real advice. That's not just some weird thing that I'm like coming up with and trying to make them feel better, but actually something constructive. Yeah. Right. That they can, (laughs) they can do and, um, I, I, it just, it gives me more of an opportunity to bring mental health into the spaces I occupy, like school work. Like I can have those conversations with people or yeah. I can promote it in those spaces. And I just feel like rare beauty has been so great about encouraging us to yeah. just talk about it, to just make it a normal thing right. to take away that stigma. And I think that's one of the biggest things that 
it's been really helpful for me because it was a topic that I felt like I couldn't talk about because I didn't understand everything or mm. I didn't know everything and it's okay not to know everything. It's okay to know yeah. a little bit and just share yeah. that with people. So I think that's honestly one of the best things that Rare Beauty has done for me is just giving yeah. me the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a big takeaway is when you realize like you don't have to be perfect. You yeah, don't have to exactly. have like a PhD in this field, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can, yep. <laughs> you're honestly well-equipped by being a person. And I think exactly to that point that the Rare Beauty program does such a great job kind yeah. of reiterating that and amplifying that like no like you're a professional because you're a person and you're a professional because you can have these conversations and like I think you're so right to say is like the important piece is that you're able to bring it back to the communities that you're interacting in yeah to your family your friends and that's where things become impactful is when you kind of like are able to take what you have learned and then directly apply it to the lives of those that you care about like that is impact right yeah yeah, sure. so I think, yeah, I think that's so right to say is like, I think I equally like agree that the program has helped me a ton, especially on campus to like, oh, talk yeah. about mental health and really be like a little bit bold and like, yeah, you know, like how to talk about it in a way that's not too, too heavy either. Just like that. Yeah, stop. that's a good point. Because I do. Yeah, I feel like then the expectation becomes, oh, we're going to talk about something that may be really hard for some people to hear. And you're like, it, it doesn't always have to be that. I mean, sure, right. sometimes it is. And sometimes we do have the tough conversations. But I mean, it's not, it doesn't always have to be that way. You know, it can, yeah. it can we can just talk about it. Right. Like, exactly. I think that, yeah, and I think, and I think it's such a great point. Right. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes like another thing with mental health, the reason why it's so stigmatized is because I think so many people think that it has to be this really in-depth, deep, oh, yeah. intentional, like conversation, which is true. But when we take away like the intensity and we allow yeah. ourselves to have the space to just be like, no, like this is like, this is mental health. This is physical health. Like this is just health. This when you exactly. get rid of the intensity of it, which I think Rare Beauty just made the conversation so natural, so normal. Um, we were able to just have a conversation, which I think, again, like what we were saying in the very beginning, like it's just been so fun to get to know these exactly. people, yeah. talk to people. And I do, I, mean, I think you make a great point of it's just health. Right. Like we, you know, it's it's just health. And I think that's such an important yeah. thing to say because that's it doesn't need to be so, you know. Exactly. Because I think we get stuck in the illness conversation so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not to say illnesses, we shouldn't talk about it. And I think we should, but in order to talk about the illness, sometimes you need to make space to just talk about the health. Right. Yeah. And if you can't even talk about the health, no wonder there's stigma on the illness. Yeah. That's honestly, that's such like a a great way to put Mm -hmm. it. Like, thank you. Makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah. When you and say I, it like that, you're like, oh yeah, that's kind you're of like, wait a minute. Actually, yeah. Shout yeah, out to Ruby for that mental health training. Cause that's what literally, we're yeah. <laughs> but, um, like you were saying though, like you've been able to kind of partake in the program and we've at this point graduated just a few months ago. Um, and now you've been engaging in all these conversations. How would you like to see the mental health conversation expand in the future? Um, as you go throughout the rest of college and the rest of your life? Honestly, I think this relates to our, the, what we mm-hmm. just said, I would love to see it become normal. I mean, mm. We go to a doctor and we we get a checkup or a physical for our body. So right. why can't that be the same for things like therapy? Like, why can't it be normal to just check in on yourself? Mm-hmm. I think so, especially, I mean, I think it's gotten a little bit better recently, at least in conversations I've had, but I've definitely right. heard people have conversations where they're like, oh, I'm in therapy. And the other person is very taken aback by that. And yeah. You're like, it's not, it's not really a big deal. It's just therapy. Like, it doesn't need to be, right. it doesn't need to be something where it, like, there's nothing wrong with you if you go to therapy. Like, I, I feel yeah. like that's something that people think and you're like, it's it's okay. Yeah. So I, I would really like to just see it 
be normal and be something that we extend to kids as well or young Mm. people because I feel like because it's a very stigmatized thing kids in high school don't really get that kind of therapy that maybe they want or need and then maybe they're having some some, maybe something's going on they don't have access to it I think making it normal would help people get that access yeah. and you know I have, think you're right to say like the yeah. stigma of it's so real it's 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 so present and it's it's always even now it's still a little surprising to me when people have that stigma and I'm right. like wait a minute <laughs> and <laughs> right it's like 2023 like, it's, yeah you're like wait what and I mean yeah you know, we have so many great people in our cohort who've worked mm-hmm. for 988 and done the crisis hotline and everything and yeah I would love to see those resources ranging from things like the crisis hotline to right. therapy just become be utilized be yeah. utilized be accessible be again not stigmatized <laughs> yeah yeah and I think like I love what you said about like bringing it back like to the younger generation um I think the stigma kind of prevents like, if if we stigmatize it to young people at an early age no wonder that when they approach like real crisis let's say when yeah. they come to college of course they're going to have hesitancy in accessing these resources exactly. because they weren't taught that these resources exist in high school or middle mm-hmm. school. And maybe they didn't need yeah. it in high. Yeah. Maybe they didn't need it in high school. Yeah. But if you stigmatize that, it yeah. so early on, <laughs> when it comes to that point, are they going to be able to utilize it? Like the they're, they're going really to, yeah. They're either not going to think that they can or that it's not mm-hmm. there or that it's wrong if they do. Right. I think that that's almost the one that's the scariest is, is if young people think it's wrong to use resources like that yeah just like I do that that is very concerning to me yeah or you like you want them to be able to find that right exactly like you want them to have I guess imagine like telling a person that a doctor is not a good place to go yeah which I mean sometimes sometimes people are hesitant about going to a doctor (laughs) true yeah (laughs) but like you know like you know I think it's going to break your States. arm. Like, what are you going right. to do? What are you going to do? Like not go to the hospital? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you got to go. Um, go. And so I think it's like that same thing. And again, like whether it be maybe just like you're really as like a freshman, sophomore in college, perhaps like you're super stressed. Like, you don't know how to handle like all these things. Yeah. And you like you're getting overwhelmed. Like maybe you just want to see a person to talk to. Like, you you know, exactly. see a therapist for a little bit. Talk to yeah. like a student advisor, counselor, et cetera even like taking that step forward to do it is so important. And that like, you're, you're right to say it starts with bringing it back to the young people at an early age. So yeah. Letting them know it's there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think there is something to say, I think, like you said, a lot of the ambassadors in our cohort and like other people who work in mental health are slowly making this conversation easier and less stigmatized. So I think there's a lot of hope in it. Yeah. Which is why I love our cohort so much. They're so great. So great. We need to do a meetup one day. (laughs) Oh my gosh, please. That would be so much fun. Right. Like yeah, I know. Like, I'm saying that. that would be the greatest thing ever. Um, be so, everyone's like flying in from different places. <laughs> that's, yeah, I know. I, I'm not. Where are you right now? Are I'm in LA. Like, and you're in LA. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, maybe ever we can do like a California meetup. I'm from okay, Seattle. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm here to just go make everyone go to the West Coast. I'm currently in New York for school, but I don't care. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So everybody come. We'll do a California meetup. If anybody else yeah. wants to fly out, sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Maybe the, yeah, we can get, we can beg for a few days too. Yeah, to literally. Sponsor for us. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, great. Great. Yeah, absolutely. No, but like on, you know, talking about rare beauty, they mm-hmm. just to kind of wrap things up, they do something called rare reminders. Um and I think as we talk about, you know, addressing things to the younger generation, to our generation, to, you know, college students now, college students in the future, teachers, professors, et cetera, what is something that you would want to remind people of this like mental health month? And like, what would you want them to know? 
um, just anything about mental health advice in general. Okay. I think to take up space and there, I do have kind of an explanation for this. Um, I I'm, I'll use rare beauty as an example. I was not the person, as I've said before, who has a background or has a lot of experience in mental health. Um, and so when I kind of first came into this space mm-hmm. and with everybody, I felt a lot of imposter syndrome sure. and I was very quick to shut down my own ideas and not give mm-hmm. myself that kind of space to exist and, and try things and, and have yeah. thoughts and opinions. And um, I think it's so important that we do allow ourselves to have space. I mean, I'm somebody who often talks really quickly because I feel like people don't want to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And I have since learned that that's kind of ridiculous. Sometimes people do want to know what I have to say and I mean, hey, taking up space. Here. I mean, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like taking up space, allowing yourself to take up space and allowing other people to take up space mm-hmm. is very important because it's just a way to validate yourself and you yeah. deserve to, you deserve to take up space. And mm-hmm. I don't think everybody feels like that all the time. You deserve yeah. to not feel like the imposter, you yeah. know, it's, and Judith says right off the bat, she said, you're all here for a reason. You don't right. need to feel like you have imposter syndrome. And that very quickly shut it down for me. Yeah, like, exactly. Al- allowing people to have space, I think is, is so Isn't important. And, yeah. And Hey, I, I feel like a living example of what it looks like to bring new people into the conversation. Like you have things that are worthwhile to say. So yeah. take up space. I think, yeah, that's my rare I reminder. love that. That's your rare reminder. And I think that's, that's so true. Like, I think, I know I really like appreciate this conversation um just because I like I said like even though like I'm a mental health researcher it kind of gets way too convoluted for me at times um like I didn't want to talk about mental health to make it my profession like I just wanted to talk like like you said like I just want to have a conversation with people yeah and I think it's so easy to forget that the more you're involved or the more like you get in your head about it. Yeah. And it's so, I think it's such a refresher to talk to someone like you who comes, you know, into the space, who comes into a conversation and you're just like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to share what I've learned. I'm here to share what like I've experienced. And that is truly such a refreshing thing to have and to hear. And I'm grateful for it because I know I don't know. It kind of recenters me and like brings me back to what matters. <laughs> I mean, I'm so, so grateful you. to you guys. Oh, thank you. Because you guys have so much. I mean, I, Adia has sent me like resources yeah. in the past because she like, it's just so nice to, I think it's such a great, I mean, such a great give and take. I learned so much from you guys mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm yeah. so happy to hear that I've been able to do, put something into this as well. Cause it goes back to the feeling like you can't take up space. So, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, so it's, it's like, been nice think- that you guys have allowed that for me. So. Of course. I mean, like, like I said, you've been the most like reactive, receptive, <laughs> supportive per- person. And it's been so encouraging. I think it's just been difficult for the past few months to get this like even podcast started. Yeah. Um, and just like the way that you were just like, yeah, like, let's talk, like, let's talk about it. Like, let's do of it. Course. I, was, like, Laura, I love you so much. Like, thank you for just like looking out for no, us. And I, mean- I think that's the support we need sometimes. It's what we, support we need all the time. Love being that support. I mean, seriously, you guys go out and you do so many incredible things and I tried to get little clubs off the ground at my school and it's it's, there's a little trouble there so at least being able to just support the amazing things that you guys do and to get to be a small part of that is so exciting yeah it's just so cool and like (laughs) I think you you know I think for the people that who are listening it's such a again like good reminder that 
it's what's important is bring it back to the communities that you engage with with your family and your friends and like to hear that you're doing things at your school like that is what's impactful the way that you have navigated this conversation is what's impactful and I think when you're able to bring what you've learned and the conversations you've had to other people to other spaces is when you realize like wait a minute like I am I can do this because I am yeah. doing it, you know what I mean? And so I just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think the ways that you've, I don't know. I think, yeah, like I said, supported us and support the communities that you engage with is super encouraging. So please keep up the great work. Oh, of course. And I'm honestly keep, I mean, I'm so excited about this podcast. I'm so excited to hear everybody else's that it's like, right, absolutely. We'll promote this till the forever it's just like until the end continue with the rest the other ambassador cohorts (laughs) that would be see that would be amazing it's just like I love that you guys give people the space and a voice and it's just it's so exciting I'm so excited to hear everybody (laughs) perfect well I already know what I'm calling this episode (laughs) so making space yes I love it okay this is so exciting Um, yeah like I said thank you so much for coming on um I really appreciate it is there a place where people can follow you or reach out to you um not too sure if there's a good email or Instagram handle etc I think Instagram is probably more accessible honestly I feel like I have Mm -hmm. too many emails at this point no so my email is, uh, or my email, oh my gosh, I just said Instagram. My Instagram is, um, so my first name, Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, and then underscore Alexandra. Um, the Alexandra has four A's at the end, though, because, you know, it's the only way you can sometimes get your, your name yeah, and get your, your Instagram out there. handle. So, yeah, I feel yeah, So Lauren <laughs> underscore Alexandra with four A's at the end. Perfect. Instagram, if anybody wants to reach out. Yeah. Perfect. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Yeah, course, well, thank so you much for coming on. Have a great and lovely day. And yeah, thank I'll keep you. you updated. You too. I'm so excited. Thanks.